Hi, my name is Adam Heibach, and you're listening to the College Dropout Podcast. So I had a weird thing happen to me last night when I was asleep. <laughs> That's a weird way to start that sentence. It did not sound that strange in my head. Uh, <laughs> it has to do with me, my dreams. Um, nothing happened to me when I was sleeping, I guess. Weird way to say it. Anyways, <laughs> I had a dream last night that was a continuation from a dream I had. Um... I don't even know how long ago, a long time ago, uh, where I had rented this house out in the country. Um, And basically what happened in the first dream was I rented the house out in the country. I rented it all alone, um, and I didn't really like living alone, so I, I don't know, there's no real end to dreams, but I assume that I left because my, the dream that I had last night picked up with me going back to the apartment that I rented in the country, or the house I rented in the country, um, after not being there for a long time, or at least I would assume so, because when I got there, someone else was living there, so it was weird, um, but I got it, I showed up, and I was like, hey, uh, I'm renting this place, what are you doing here, and it was some girl, I don't remember her name, but she said, uh, I'm renting this place too, I guess, two of us rent it now, so we shared the house, and I mean, we got along pretty well. We just lived together. Nothing really exciting happened. Um, and we became friends. And then towards the end of the dream, two people that I do know, um, who I haven't talked to in a very long time, so it's a weird day in my dreams too, uh, showed up. And they said that the renting person who does all the renting and stuff uh, rented this house up to them as well. So now there are four of us living in a house together. Um, and that's kind of where I, where I woke up. Uh, but it was just weird, um, and it kind of, kind of raised a question for me, like, how do we, how do dreams continue from old dreams? Um, I guess, uh, well, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, it's just, it's possible it's possible because, I mean, obviously it's possible, but it's possible that dreams carry over, that we have sequels to our dreams because we were thinking about them or something. Because, I don't know if this is true, but I feel like, you know, usually if I think about something, you know, in the recent month or whatever, uh, I, you know, have a dream about it or something along those lines. So, if it's a dream that I'm conscious of having, and I remember having, maybe I even liked having the dream where I didn't like living in a house alone. I don't know. Uh, perhaps since it's a memory that I have of the old dream, you know, it could be in my brain and I could start a new dream about it. Uh, just a thought, I guess. Um, another weird thing about that dream was I was very conscious of the fact that uh, this is a dream that I had before while having the dream. So I don't know if it has to do with that thing I was talking a little bit before where I'm kind of like half awake, half asleep, um, or not. But that was a weird thing as well. Next thing, um, today I went to see the Oscar-nominated movies, the shorts, 
live-action shorts and animated shorts. Um, it's supposed to be documentary shorts, but they didn't show them, so I don't know really what happened there. Regardless, I was ready to leave. Um, I, by the end of the animated shorts, I'd been there over three and a half hours, and that was enough. Usually when you go to kind of like a film festival, there's other things to do. You know, there's vendors and stuff. And not that I was expecting that because it was just playing at my local theater. Um, but I guess I didn't realize how much of the experience and how much of the fun of going to one of these events is um, not about the movies. It's more, I guess, about the vendors and people who are passionate about the movies, um, discussing the movies, those kinds of things. So to go to the movie theater and sit there in the dark for three and a half hours um, and then uh, leave was weird. It was a weird experience. But while I was watching the movies, I noticed something that I did not expect this is the first time I've ever seen any Oscar-nominated short. No, I've, I'm sorry. I've seen other Oscar-nominated Oscar shorts, but never all together like this. I've probably seen like the the best ones or whatever. I know that's subject, subject, subjective, sorry, but I feel like, um, you know, if you Google search, you know, Oscar-nominated shorts or Oscar-nominated short winners, uh, you're probably only going to get the best ones. People don't usually suggest the bad ones. Uh, that being said, there are a lot of bad ones. It's, it was weird to me. Uh, I don't, I can't remember how many they played. I know a couple of them, uh, were like runners ups. They didn't get the nominations, but for some reason, Cinemark decided they needed to extend the three hour runtime to three and a half hours and put a bunch of extra things in there. Uh, but there's a lot of movies or short movies and everything that just had like weird plot holes in it. Um, for example, there was one about an ast two astronauts who, trained together, and then they finally passed astronaut school, um, and they get to go into space, but on launch day, only one of them gets to put, gets put in the, the spaceship, so in my head, I'm like, well, okay, he dies, which is boring, um, because why else would you separate these two if you had them together this whole time, so it's, it's a weak writing, uh, for an Oscar-nominated short, I thought that was weird. There was another one about a guy who stutters. That was actually really good. It was probably one of my one of my favorites. Um, he stutters, uh, and he's in a relationship with someone, and they're finally going to meet. They've been dating online for six months, I think it was. They're finally going to meet, and he's super nervous. He almost blows her off, uh, and then goes to meet her, and it sounds like he's going to have like a panic attack. And then he shows up, and um, she signs to him like she uses sign language which i found really strange um for a lot of reasons um I, he knew sign language that was clear from the beginning but he i thought the reason he knew sign language was because he stuttered a lot so when people asked him a question i mean there was a scene someone asked him a question and he just signed like i can't hear or, you know, he kind of mimed it, too. It wasn't really... It might have been a different kind of language or something. It wasn't sign language I recognized. Uh, but it, I think it was foreign. I can't remember. Regardless. Um, yeah, so I thought he had learned sign language to avoid talking to people. And not to talk to this girl. I, I don't think he knew she was deaf. Which is weird. I feel like that would be brought up in the dating for six months, but I guess she didn't know he had a stutter. Um, 
or the uh, you know the other option is she knows he's a stutter and they both learn sign language or you know he was learning sign language for her but that didn't seem apparent and if he knew she was deaf um why is he so nervous about this date i mean it wasn't like it was first date nervous he was excessively nervous um you know almost didn't go you know the whole thing so it was just it was disappointing because it had such a strong you know first half or really first almost all of it and then and then the very end it was like what are you doing so it's just weird to me that they didn't, I don't know. They, I mean, I assume they would have reread these scripts. I would assume people would have edited them. No one picked out these plot holes. Is really strange to me. Even the Oscar nomination people. I don't know. I don't know what you call them. The nominators. Uh, or I guess the other option is we're we're dealing with such a limited, uh, such a limited amount of things to pick from with shorts and animated shorts. But I don't know if that's really true either. Um, so it was just strange. Also, another weird side note with that. Uh, why why do all animated movies have to be silent? Um, I found myself liking the ones that had people talking in them a lot more, even though both the ones that we had people talking in them reminded me of um, like boring versions of A Christmas Story, which is already kind of a boring movie, uh, where the narration is very like, uh, like classic American Americana narration or whatever, you know, you know, like oh, and uh, I went to school today, and Sally sat next to me, and I have loved Sally from, you know, that kind of weird, uh, kind of boring narration. But I appreciated that more than just watching, you know, mice run around for twelve minutes, so. I don't know if a couple, maybe a couple years ago, like I said, I have never really watched these before. I don't know if a couple years ago, maybe, you know, being, having a silent short was uh, rare and people, you know, thought, oh, that's, that's interesting and now everyone's doing it. Or if it's just because maybe cartoons had been silent originally and that's just kind of like a respect to the medium or something. I'm not sure. Um... But I don't think it's necessary. We can have dialogue. If we need dialogue, that being said, I guess a lot of these didn't really need dialogue. A lot of them were, like I said, mice chasing each other for 12 minutes, 14 minutes, and who really wants to watch that? Um, so, that being said, I mean, there were definitely some great ones uh, that I saw. I was just surprised that I was, I was, I was expecting to see the best. Maybe I did see the best, but... A lot of problems. And the thing that I was most interested in, uh, Prologue by Richard Williams, who did uh, Thief and the Cobbler, sort of, and um, the animation Who Flamed, Framed Roger Rabbit, and those kinds of things. I think he did some early version of A Christmas Carol animated version or something as well. He did a thing called Prologue that was like five minutes long. Um, and I think I'm going to have another segment about him soon but that was that was really good i just wish it wasn't last in the lineup if it had been the first animated movie i probably would have left right after it and saved myself an hour and a half
All right, and the last thing I want to talk about is something um, I've said a couple of times in my head or to people, and I just think it's uh, it kind of smacked me in the face recently. Uh, this this phrase that I can't imagine I created myself um, or I thought up myself. It had to be someone told me this. I just don't remember who, maybe a grandparent or something. Uh, the idea that friendship is perspective. Um, you know, it's, it's relative. It's not the same, which is weird because friendship is something that has to be at least between two people. And for that to not be the same for those two people is strange. Um, for example, the reason I'm talking about this now, I suppose, is I found out, or at least as far as I know, I, I guess I, even now I don't want to quite admit it, I don't think I was invited to one of my friend's weddings this summer, which is strange to me because, um, you know, we've only known each other for maybe four years, but I would say about two of those years, um, we were very close. We hung, went to the same school. He... And I hung out a lot. Now, um, those two years are not the, the most recent two years I've known him. The most recent two years I've known him, uh, we've become distant to an extent. Um, I think uh, he, I don't know if this is the right word, but grew up a little. Um, I tend to say what's on my mind, <laughs> as people can probably tell with this podcast, uh, you, you you guys don't know this yet, but I do use some uh, strange language, talk about some weird things, um, some crude language, some really, you know, the nastier ones, nastier words or whatever. Uh, and, you know, he, he was similar, uh, but it appears he doesn't really do that anymore. And then he also moved away. So that was a, a definite... Uh, a definite hardship for our friendship, I guess you would say. I don't know. Um, but anyways, so yeah, the most re two recent years that we've known each other, we haven't really hung out that much. So it makes sense. I mean, it didn't surprise me that much, but it not to say that it didn't hurt. Um, but that's just it. I mean, friendship is all about perspective. To, to me, he was one of my not best friends, but better friends. Um, two years ago, I would have said, you know, one of my best friends. To him... Who knows? You know what I mean? That that's just how relationships work. Uh, for example, the guy, uh, Chris, whose best man in his wedding, I was not his first best man. Um, he asked his first best man to be his best man right after he proposed, and that was two years ago. <laughs> that's funny, I didn't realize the the years lined up. Um and you know, they just grew apart over time. He moved away as well. Um not Chris, but Nick, the other, the old best man. Um, and I started hanging out with Chris more. And so I became the best man. Um, so, you know, sometimes people, we think people mean more to us than they do. Or I guess a better way to say that is we think people, we think people mean a lot to us, but they we don't have their perspective on things. There are a lot of people who I hate, but they don't know that, um, 
or they might have a hint of it, but they don't. They have no idea that I really, you know, don't like them, or that I don't even want to spend time with them. There are people that I spend time with every weekend, or you know, once a week, and I am not huge fans of them, but they're in the group of friends that I hang out with, so uh, I try to make it so they don't know that. Um, and I mean, I think they like me, but that's the trick of it all. You don't know. Uh, there's no way to know. You, I mean, you can ask somebody, but they they can just as quickly lie or as <laughs> or uh, tell the truth. And so, either way, unless you can detect lies or you know just really trust them, you don't know. So I guess you know that's the tricky part of it. That's the tricky part of having friends, being in a relationship with someone as a friend or or a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever. Um, you never know exactly how they feel about you. Um, which I guess is scary. But I would say, at least with the people who, who you hang out the most with, um, and you would hang out with them the most, I would think, if they mean a lot to you, you can see that, they, that, you, that you mean a lot to them by the way they act around you, uh, you know, if they, you know, if they take care of you, if they call you up or whatever, if he texts you, you know, when I dropped out of college, uh, my girlfriend took the day off and she didn't have to do that. She certainly could have used the money, but, um, this was more important to her and that, you know, I think that's, that's a way of telling how you or what you mean to somebody so I guess I just talked around an age-old phrase <laughs> that actions speak louder than words when it comes to friends yep so uh sorry to waste your time about that but maybe maybe you grab something out of it um but I mean you don't you don't have to you don't have to be interested in anything I'm saying but, uh, you know, thank you for listening.